Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hey! Hello. Uh, this is Cinebuds from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee. I'm Justin Barney. And from Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. And today we are talking about the movie Drive My Car. Drive My Car is the new film from Ryusuke Hamaguchi, who did uh, another very popular 2021 film called The Wheel of Fortune and Fantasy. Uh, this film is adapted from a Haruki Murakami short story, which is a great start. Uh, it's about a stage actor and director who, after a couple of years, is still uh, coping with the death of his wife. And he accepts uh, the job to direct Uncle Vanya at a theater festival. And he meets a young woman who's assigned as his driver. And they build a relationship. It's all about them interacting and getting over loss. And uh, it's it's a, a long three-hour movie. It is. It is three hours. I um, got out of this movie and I... It's because it's a Haruki Murakami short story is what it's based off of. And I thought that is as close as you can get to reading Haruki Murakami without actually picking up a book. Yeah. What did you think of the film? I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like love it. There wasn't a point where I didn't cry. I didn't laugh. Um, but I, there was like, I got to a part and I was like, mm, that is a very satisfying character arc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. For, for like kind of all for three of the, like the main characters. And, uh, it's a very interior drama. It's there's not a lot of place setting. It definitely it tells more than it shows. It shows almost nothing. It could be it could be a play in itself. I mean, it is a short right. story and it's like at the crux it is so much writing and uh, the writing is great. Yeah. It's Haruki Murakami, <laughs> you know, like it is it's an excellently, you know, written piece of material. Uh, it probably is a great short story, and uh, I think it's probably better as a short story. Um, but I still, I still liked it a lot as a movie. I thought it was a very satisfying movie. I wasn't in love with it; it yeah. probably wouldn't be in my top five, but it would hover around my top ten. I, I liked it a lot. I uh, want to say that I loved it. Mm -hmm. If I would be doing my top ten, my top ten from last year over again, it would be in the top two. Really? Yeah, I absolutely understand. In the top two. It was at the top of so many critics' lists last year. And honestly, I was like, I'm sure it was, and I'm sure it was blah, blah, blah. But so I went into it thinking, you know, it's going to be dry, but maybe intellectual. I don't know. But no, I, I, I thought it was wonderful. I thought it, I, did, I didn't cry either. And it's the easiest thing in the world for me to do that. But I did yeah. love how the filmmaker just let, things happen. And that's the only way I can think to describe it. I thought I was going to go in and say, you know, it was three hours and I, it didn't need to be three hours. I one didn't notice the three hours at all. I would, I was surprised. Mm -hmm. I thought it was two. And then mm -hmm. 
I absolutely understood why all that time was spent doing what he doing what he did in the film. So for mm. me, it was like high success. I absolutely adored it. And I look forward to discussing it. Yes. And I was fighting against that, like seeing it at the top of critics. Not fighting against it, but with that as yeah, the bar. I get that. And it's and that's always difficult. And so with that as the bar. I was like, it's not in my top five, but I do, I did like it a lot. And we're going to talk more about it right when we get back. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. It's the most charitable time of year, and we have a way for you to give a gift to Radio Milwaukee and yourself. Donate your unwanted car, truck, motorcycle, or boat, and let us take it off your hands. Your gift will support the music and stories you enjoy every day, and it may even qualify you for a tax deduction. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org cars to schedule your free donation pickup today. All right, and we're back. Oh, you're all so lucky. Okay, so this is a movie based on Haruki Murakami uh, short story. Yeah. You said that'd be in your top two movies of the year. What, tell me more about that. Why? Like, what did it... Because you also said it didn't make you cry. And I yeah. think that's an important, you know, litmus test for for me, too, because we are both criers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I certainly didn't laugh in this movie. You yeah. Know? And, and I, I was never really, like, stirred to big emotion. But that's kind of what the movie is about, you know? Yeah. It is about, like, kind of, like, slowly, you know cracking the hard-boiled egg shell of your interior. Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> no matter what, leave it in, because I like it. Um, what what really made it stand out? It's You're right. It was a lot of writing, and there was a lot of storytelling by the characters. And there was Not a scene. storytelling. Oh, there, yeah. okay. Yeah, there yeah. was. Like, they each told yeah. their own story and parts there, here yeah, and there. There was. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a moment, uh, as an example, in a, in a when they're driving, and this young man is talking to our main character um, about the main character's wife who passed, and they all had a connection. And he tells mm-hmm. this long story, uh, and it it went on for a few minutes, and I just kept thinking, this is the right way to do this. Like that was for sure the biggest payoff in the movie. There yeah. was like. That the scene where where they're both in the car together and going, I felt like, and there was a point where I was like, "Wow, this is the scene that makes this entire movie." Yeah, and uh, and I do think that, like, you know, I I think like getting into specific themes and or scenes in this podcast is, you know, when a lot of people haven't seen it is, yeah. um, you know, a little frivolous. But I think that they're like that that scene kind of like kind of near the near the end. Or not, not right at the end, but like in there, I think took like two hours of work and said that was worth it. Yeah, no kidding. It's just the way that they linger on the man's face. So it's all acting at that point. And then you go back to the main character's face and you see his response. It was all acting and they just let the whole story play out. 
And I keep thinking about, and I was joking with somebody at the theater afterwards saying, um, this is the kind of movie that makes me feel really angsty and college where I'm like, Ugh, Americans don't know how to do movies anymore. <laughs> the, you have to look to other countries. to Like, I really got, which isn't true, but you get a little angsty. And what, like, what made you, what, like, what, what about because, it? I'll tell you, because in, in, if this were made, <laughs> this was my thought at the time, if this were made in America. It's definitely an Oscar. Cont- I mean, it is an Oscar contender on its own, right. but it right. would be a very Oscar-y film where they would go back. They would do a, a, a flashback. They'd show it all to you. They'd like spoon feed it to you. Mm-hmm. And here, one, they'd let it slowly open. Like you said, you have to, it's about these characters, these stories and these feelings they have slowly being exposed and so the first part is just this pressure underneath all of them. You do see some of the of the happenings, like you see the relationship between him and his wife before she passes. That's not a that's not a spoiler. That's the, the it does spoiler. take a long time for that to happen, though. It does take a little bit. Well, it takes everything a long time to happen because three hours is long. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, the first, the credits come. I I counted the credits start in the movie about twenty minutes in. I was really kind of confused by that. I was like, is this a new movie? I mean, I think it was more yeah. than 20 minutes. Yeah, it took um, a little while. But as long as we're indulging in the fantasy of how else this movie could be made, yeah. I I think that there is, like, what this movie is is very short on is anything visual, you know, and, and you're working in a visual medium. And I, I think if somebody else were to pick up this movie, they probably would emphasize the visual a little bit more because they're really – it is so much on the page. It is so much Haruki Murakami's short story that there there isn't a whole lot of isn't a whole lot placed on on the medium itself, which is a, a visual one. I want to disagree with you here because there's <laughs> is that is that acceptable? Yeah, <laughs> wonderful. We will continue. Um, no, honestly, there were so many moments in this movie that I thought I don't think it was like it, it's not like a. Guillermo del Toro movie by any, by any means where it's just like splashy, but Mm. it, uh, there were so many moments that were beautifully filmed and there's a moment where between, there's a great relationship between him and his driver, which is the bulk of the short story. Honestly, it's this relationship and discussion with the driver. I do like the, that the driver is, has relatively little personality and we don't hear from her nearly the entire time or get like a real sense of her character. Um, but I do like that she is kind of classically dressed in like a driver's cap and like an oversized blazer that is like straight up like 1930s New York cabbie. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. She's got the cap, hard <laughs> smoker. Yeah, like, or like had these kind of like telltale classic driver, uh, like aesthetic, which I thought was funny. But yeah, she starts off where, again, it's that egg, to continue the metaphor, an egg that needs to be cracked. And when you finally do, it's this amazing, awful story, essentially. But there's a moment between them when she's taking him somewhere because he needs to, he needs just time and he needs to go somewhere to think. But there's this, a bunch of shots of them of them on the steps in front of some water and there's different they they shoot it in different ways where he's on top and she's on the bottom of the frame but they're yeah. far from each other on the stairs and there's all these different shots of that at the very beginning his wife is telling him a story and she's completely silhouetted 
So you'd mm-hmm. never see her face right. or her body from the front until she lays down. There's, there's a beautiful shot of the car driving. It spans the entire frame. It goes very slowly. There's a lot of these yeah, subtle, like very sweet yeah. visual moments, but you're right. It's not like a, it's not like a, a big splashy visual feast by any means, but I'm it not is saying, this, and I'm also like not, a delicacy. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it has to be, and I right. am not saying that that's like what I, you know, what I like need out of, out of every film. That is right. just what it is. You sure. know? But yeah, I thought that was lovely. I thought the way they lingered on the characters and again, again, very told their stories and let these very uh, like dynamic stories come to light and then you see the motivation from the previous hour or two. I was just as delighted by it. Yeah. The character development and the way that they really let those, let those interiors, the way they let you figure them out and get into them and see how they change that. I mean, that really is like at the end that is a like a really satisfying arc. And like, I think that is what makes a great short story or long story or, you know, yeah. and that's what makes like Murakami a great writer is those like, it really is a testament to tenderness. You know, it really is like a look at bottling up your feelings and seeing if that is right or wrong, you know, and evaluating how you feel about a certain situation, how you deal with grief, how you, not even how you deal with grief, how you deal with life, you know, like how you address things or don't address them, how you emotionally invest or divest. It was, that was really beautiful. Yeah. It was a a lovely movie. I do want to point out a couple, uh, one scene that I thought, uh, I just I can't wait to talk about this. Is there is a scene where his assistant director brings him to his house for dinner? Yeah, uh, the, he brings the director over, who's the main character, brings the director over for dinner, and he's first of all the assistant director has a face that just makes me makes me want oh, to like. My I want him God. to watch over me as I sleep. That's how. <laughs> looking at this guy and i'm like how can someone have such a likable face i know it's incredible he's ex- he's a he's very so handsome warm. he's very so, handsome but yes. he smiles he's like subtly oh, smiling so, the oh. entire time yes i yes. want him i will get the best night's sleep if he just sat next to me and watched <laughs> me, me too his just like comforting smile was just so yeah warm it was my favorite thing but he he brings the director over and they've had a, a few auditions and he said uh, uh, before he gets to the house he goes i want to apologize to you and he goes for All what right, he goes, spoiler um is it a spoiler is it a yes. big yeah i guess jesus well i'll tell you what I, i'm How gonna about- insist that we have a spoiler dish for this Oh my God. We've got to have a little bit. Cause there's another thing about the ending. I would really like to talk about. So we're, I think we're going to have well, to we're do, do least... spoilery a dish. We got to do that after. I know. I know do what else we've been watching and all that. All right. So everyone stick around after we say the credits and everything, <laughs> because I demand a spoilery a dish. All right. We will come back to that. Okay, but let's just say that him and his wife are a delight, and they have a dog, yeah. by the way. I just want to point out for everyone who's tracking, yes, this this movie does have dogs in it. Yeah, and, the, and they're adorable. Yeah. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I got some stuff that uh, that I want to say about that too. That okay, is relevant good. to what you said too. Um, uh, <laughs> let's just close. Let's let's close up. Drive my car. Um, uh, also, it. I would also like to mention that the star of this film yeah. is a nineteen ninety red <laughs> Saab nine hundred Aero Coupe, <laughs> and I am not a car guy. In yeah. the least bit, but I had almost the exact model of this car. I had a nineteen ninety, yeah, I had a nineteen ninety two Saab that was a like almost that was white. That was almost this exact same car, and it was my oh, favorite wow. car that I ever owned. And I only had it for like two years because it was like nineteen ninety two stick shift, and it was like had a million problems with it. I bought it right. for like nine hundred bucks, but it was like. Those two years of having that car was so great, and I loved <laughs> seeing this car because it reminded me of that car. Well, it's interesting because the the car it, in the in the in the story it's definitely a, kind of more of a character, but it's definitely a character in the movie because it stands out so much, and he's very particular about his car, and they mm-hmm. talk about it a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's funny, and I I wondered what you think of this now that I know you have such an attachment. <laughs> the difference in the book is that it's yellow, which I genuinely think is interesting that they made it red in the movie. It it was distinctly yellow in the book. I think red is better. I think for a movie, red is better. Yeah, yeah, yellow is just like kind of flashy. Um, I think I think the I think the red really worked. I, I do think, think yellow is an interesting choice, though. <laughs> the all the scenes where he talked about her driving, I think, were some of the best scenes in the movie. I, yeah, I think that that was like so great. How like perceptive he was, and yeah. how admiring he was of her driving. I th- I thought that that was like so sweet. Yeah, no, for sure, their relationship becomes very interesting. Yeah, but I I do need to f- just follow up and say I I want a yellow car now. I know that yeah. in the movie it's red, but in the I read when I was reading the story, I was like, I want a yellow car. I feel like it makes a statement. And I don't know what that statement is, but I like it. Yeah. And um my parents just got a new car and they were and my mom was like, My mom wants a car that will like stand out in the parking lot. And she's like, I need <laughs> yeah, something that like in a sea of cars, like I can yeah. just see it. And uh, so and my mom was like, I thought that I you'd be like and she got a new car. They got a new car for like the first time, like in our lives. And she yeah. like, never bought a new car. And she was like, I thought they didn't like buying a new car. They would be like all of the colors of the rainbow. And you were like, okay, give me pink, you know? Right, and yeah. she, she was like, there was no options. She was like, there was oh. three options that were like all, it was like black, white, or blue. And that was oh, it. Yeah. I, I know. I've, I've always had cars that when I go to the parking lot, I'm like, okay, let's try to go back and remember. Right. <laughs> right. Here are... Uh, but yeah, yellow I, I car, you'll Camry. never lose it. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, Gold Camry in a sea of Gold Camrys. <laughs> I did have a tiny red truck in high school. Wow. Like one of those small trucks. So that yeah. was pretty That was pretty easy to find. Well, that's also what I liked about having the Saab was like it was so angular and uh, yeah. so angular and uh, like that early night late 80s early 90s kind of like cool look and it was white and it just like stuck out and i was always like oh there's my little tiny yeah. little sob uh, this has been car chat on set of buds this is your favorite segment we'll be doing this every time that's right okay drive my car a uh, three hour Haruki murakami short story uh on the screen i think it was worth it i think that he, everybody should yeah. go see it
Yeah, yeah. I do too. It is a lovely, lovely movie. Okay. It's also playing at the Oriental Theater. Uh, yeah, for the at next, least. at least for the next week, possibly two. Great. That's where we saw it. All right. Let's move on to our favorite segment. What else yeah. have you been watching, Christopher? Um, I did watch a movie I loved recently. It is from one of my favorite filmmaking countries. Um, I'm going to say somewhere in South America. No. Argentina. Yeah, Argentina is a big one. Yes. Uh, Korea is another one. But what's my third favorite filmmaking country? (laughs) You should know this, Justin. I hate a test. Um, um, (laughs) That's right. It's from Greece. Greece. Oh, yeah. I should have known that. I do love – this seems like a bit of a holdover from the Greek weird wave of filmmaking from a few years ago. Right. Um, It's called Apples, and it came out last year uh, by Christos Niku. And it's such an interesting – it's a very slow – quiet movie but it's about this man uh who becomes a victim of this unexplained sort of surge in memory loss disorders that are happening in his city so that's just like a drop it's like that could happen but it's like a drop of fantasy in this otherwise realistic film Mm -hmm. so there's a surge of memory loss happening in the city and the the city's dealing with it and they kind of go through his story of having the severe amnesia and they have this experimental new treatment where you get this packet of, it's essentially creating new memories for yourself. So every day he has to create a new memory, like a prescribed one. And he has to take a, a Polaroid of himself doing it. So oh, that's for sure a weird concept. Yeah. So it's really interesting. He meets another patient, uh, another, he meets another woman who's going through the same thing and he kind of has this arc with her. It has a very, it has a very sad and sweet ending. But I will also say it's one of those films again, kind of like we were just talking about, where there's like little clues to what's happening that's mm-hmm. not spoon fed to you. Mm-hmm. You have to uh, this one. You kind of have to like, oh, I bet that's because of this. Oh, it's it just sort of sort of comes to you as you're watching it. I love movies like that. Um, to takes takes a little chance and gives you gives the audience a bit of credit that they're going to figure out what's going on. Yeah, so and I love it. It's just like a, an odd concept. Yeah, absolutely. So this was really really good. Um, I don't think it's available to watch. I think I saw a screener of it because it's something we were looking at. Speaking of odd concepts, yeah, there's a movie that comes out this weekend that you are going to hate. And the the premise of the movie is what if the moon fell? Oh, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) It is called Moonfall. It is not. (laughs) It is called Moonfall. And it is what if the moon fell? And it is from like the director and producers of like Independence Day and other like end of the world movies. And I am sure <laughs> it's from the makers of truck fire. And <laughs> I am positive that this movie is going to bog itself down with meaningless human drama. And there will be a bunch of like short stories and subplots of like romance and uh, family drama and all this stuff that will make it annoying and will sidetrack us from the brilliant 
and pure concept of what if the moon fell. But there is a hope for me that it sticks on this beautifully weird idea and goes with it. And uh, we will find out because I want to make you do it next week. Oh, I will, I'm going to go ahead and use my skyscraper card and say <laughs> pass. Why? There's no way I'm going to see. What you, if the moon fell? Uh, that would be unfortunate, uh, but it would save me from having to watch this movie. <laughs> I welcome the moon to crash into our planet if it means I have to see this. I want to know. I want to point out, and maybe it was an interesting tactic on your part. I'm going to tell him how much he'll hate it, and then try to get him to watch it. <laughs> it's kind of like when my fiance goes, "Oh, this stinks. Smell it." And I'm like, why would I? You've already <laughs> foregrounded that I'm going to hate the experience that you want me to have. Yeah, you also, like challenging our preconceived notions of who you are. Uh, uh, not really. I, pr- I, <laughs> I Whatever you think of me, that's fine. <laughs> All right, fine. Oh boy, that uh, was a good try. Know. That was a good try, but that was a that was a long shot. We all knew that was a long shot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait, have you seen anything though? Um, I, 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 am <laughs> just looking forward to Moonfall. Okay. You can still, you can watch it 10 times. Um, I actually like didn't watch a lot. I watched, uh, Encanto for the second time. Oh, which is the Disney movie. Yeah. And how'd you like that? I, I think like all Disney movies now, yeah, it like doesn't live up to the great Disney movies of your past. And I oh, think okay. that part of that is that you had you have not watched it a million times like you watched all those other ones. And so I watched it for the second time and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that like how rewarding watching a Disney or Pixar movie is uh, repeatedly. And that's like what they're they're really good at. And you, and it is really like, it is a story of um, generational trauma. It is a a story of, uh, of the the difficulty of immigration, of how keeping together a, a family, of fitting into a large family, of fitting yeah. into a community, of like kind of like all the the pressures uh, that come with that. It is it really like has these themes that like a lot of Disney movies have that it's like trying to tackle and it tackles them in a really entertaining way. So like the songs are great and it, it really it it on second watch it was you know, better than the first. Oh, that's great. I want to tell you that I've seen this movie in pieces because (laughs) my nephew uh, loves Disney channel and he insists on watching them over and over and over again. Right. Uh, And no matter where he left off or whether it's wherever it starts. So I've seen a bunch of pieces of it, but never in order. Yeah. It's good. I enjoyed it. And yeah. And the themes are good. Yeah. Okay, we're going to wrap it up and do the credits. And if you have seen Drive My Car or you want to stick around for Spoiler Dish, we are doing Spoiler Dish after. So let's wrap it up. Cinnabuds is edited by DJ Kenny Perez. Hooray! Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician and author Brett Newski. The Newsk. We get support from Associated Bank. Huzzah! We also get support from our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, Milwaukee Film. Beautiful people. And uh, finally, I would like to thank one more person. Who? The 
This is very unusual. The, the uh, <laughs> red sob to my <laughs> own, <laughs> to, to my to my uh, comically New York styled driver, um, Christopher Pollard. Oh, this is so unexpected. I was gonna say I am the yellow sob to your red sob. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Okay. All right. Drive my car. Okay, everyone, we are doing spoily dish Now, if you don't know what spoily dish means, that means we are going to talk about mad spoilers right now. Mad spoilers. So if you've seen the movie, this is it. If you haven't, uh, we are spoiling the movie and talking about it in detail. So, so you should this run away. spoily dish Okay, Christopher, you were about to... You already dropped the spoiler. that, And like going in, I was like, it said his wife dies. And I was like, oh! That doesn't really happen for like 20 minutes. It takes like yeah, half an hour for that to happen. And I was like, okay. When you read the synopsis, when and it tells you know he's dealing with his loss. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's not the biggest one. Plus, if, if I mean, there's nothing to, there's vague discussions of this film unless we talk about some of the plot points. Mm-hmm. But that one, I don't, I, I'm cautious and I feel like that one is fine. That one's fine. That's, but that's just me. You might. Disagree. All right. So you were talking about a scene where they go to, uh, what was it? In, uh, the the assistant uh, director's assistant house. Director, yeah. Assistant director's house. He's very charming. He's got a big warm smile. Oh, he said, yeah. "I have to, I have to forgive. Uh, you have to forgive me for something that I, I did, and then you'll know when you come to my house." And then, right. And then he sees that his wife, when he gets there, is one of the actors that he cast in the play. Now right. the. He, the assistant director brought this woman and he said, this we're going in a different direction. This one's a little unusual. And the act, the actress was deaf. And so she signed her whole audition, but it was very, very emotive and you could, it was very powerful. And he, the director cast her without knowing. And also the assistant director translated, which was, That's which was like yeah. a, a key part in that she did the signing and then he did the translating. And then he was like, how do you know sign language? Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. And he knew it, it kind of passes by cause he, he knows a couple of languages. And so you're like, Oh, he's just very right. you know smart. Yeah. So he goes, I didn't want, uh, I apologize. I didn't tell you, but I wanted, she was worried you wouldn't cast her if, or she didn't want that to be a factor in the casting process. Right. Right. But discovering that this very sweet woman and this very sweet man are married and they have a very sweet dog was the most delightful discovery in this movie for me. It was very delightful. And also, like you were saying, this is – Americans would never make a movie like this. Yeah. It's funny because uh, Americans just made a movie that uh, involved – Oh, then Dakota, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> in Coda that yeah. uh, that that involved sign language and the deaf community and they did all the exact things that you were talking about American directors <laughs> would do yeah, they sure. made it all about sign language they made it all about the drama of either fitting or not fitting in and yeah. the tragedy of uh being deaf and triumphing uh over it yeah. and it was like and all the just like really stated huge drama around that yeah and uh, watching this and having her character they do address that she's deaf they sure. they address how a non-deaf person talks to a deaf person and he he asked her like yeah something about the the setup and she was like ask me a thing that you would ask the other 
Yeah. And it was like, it was like, okay, there, it was like, they had like discussed it there. And then she's just a part of the movie and she's an integral part of the movie and her lines are moving and her presence is felt. And I was like, wow, this is really like having just watched Coda. I was like, what a stark difference. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's (laughs) a lot more. So effective. You know, there's a lot more subtlety in her performance. And there's also that, that scene where they have dinner is actually the only one of the only, if if not the only, moments of humor in the movie, because there's some really funny parts of uh, in their conversation. You see people smile and laugh, and it's really just like this. It's kind of in the middle, I guess, maybe towards the beginning, but it's such a nice light moment in what is essentially a heavier or more, more serious film. So I really liked that moment so much, and I wanted to make sure I could actually address it. Yeah. But she also has what I thought was going to be the final scene of the movie, which is they're playing uncle Vanya on stage. There's and uh, the, the director has to play fill in for the lead role, which he's played many times before. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where her character who again is signing and they have subtitles on a screen above it, which is really clever. Um, she's like, over his shoulder and she's signing with her hands in front of him from behind. So it's this very intimate scene where she's talking about this lovely kind of message. She's signing it, but she's using like, if she has to sign using your face at all, like a thumb near the chin, she uses his chin and, you know, she's incorporating him and her signing. And I genuinely thought because the screen goes black for like a couple seconds, I thought that was going to be the last. Me too. And I thought, that's a lovely way to end this film. <laughs> Me too. Honestly, and, then, I, and I liked the way they ended the film otherwise, but I was like, I'll be satisfied if this is the end because it's so beautiful when too. it happens. Yeah. Me too. I was like ready for it. And then I was like, oh yeah, this movie's three hours. Still about <laughs> <Yeah>. 45 minutes. <laughs> I don't think it was like, well, they, and then. It wasn't 45 minutes, but. It, no, no, it no, no. Like but yeah, yeah. They had some or, time. They had some time left. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't want to hog all this. Is there anything? Because I have one more thing I want to discuss, but I don't want to hog it all. Uh, no, that was, yeah, no. Okay. Matter. The last thing I want to discuss is the end of the movie. The very last scene, you see the driver. Uh, you see her, her hair's longer. That's how you know time has passed. Yes. Uh, she's picking, I think she's picking up food. Yeah, she's getting food. And then you see her go out to the parking lot and she gets into the red sob. Yeah. And she has a dog. Which is also yes. fantastic. Now, I here's I kept thinking after the movie about the scene because I thought, again, God bless you for not just spoon feeding us what happens. There's so many options about what is happening here. Totally, yeah. What do you? What do you? What did you take it as? No, so the the red sob is the main characters that she was the driver of this car, but it wasn't her car. But now she has the car. And uh, what, I, what were you thinking? I took it to be. That she ha- she was wearing a mask and she got in the car and she it like rattled which I um which I took to be that the car was now in her possession she took her mask off yeah. and she had had a scar on her face that she said that she could have um surgically done so that it would be less apparent yeah. and she had done that so the scar oh, was, I didn't even notice that yeah so the scar was less apparent and she said that she wasn't ready to do that yeah. and so with the scar being less apparent I felt like she is she was finally able she got she did the surgery because she was able to end that chapter in her life uh, and I think yeah. and I think that he gave the car to her 
because the car like had it was rattling yeah. and he would never have allowed that. And also the the car was he would play the cassette tapes of his ex-wife reading the lines and that yeah. was like his how he held on to her. And I think that he gave the car to her as a signal of him being over that chapter of his life too. So I think that he, I don't think they're together. I think that he gave the car to her and to have closure. She got the surgery on the scar to have closure. Yeah. They're able to move on. And she has a dog now. She has a dog now. Yeah. Which she indicated earlier that she likes dogs because she left the dinner table to go play with the dog. Right. No, I like your interpretation much better. And uh, like I thought about that, but I also thought it is possible that they are sending a signal that their two of them are together and she's getting dinner and Could they have a dog and they've found Very each other. Possible. But there's not possible. a lot of romance between them and the rest of the film. There's none. No. It's just no. people sharing their stories. But I did notice the scar thing, and that actually does help add to your interpretation, which I think sounds yeah. right. I wouldn't be mad if they were together. Like sometimes, in, sometimes in movies like this, it's like where they're like, okay, here's the male character. Here's a female character. Like, of course they, they fall in love. And I'm like, yeah. ugh, how annoying is that? But right. it wasn't, it, that wasn't, that wasn't this movie. It wasn't, right. okay, here's two characters and you're, you're not going to think that they're going to get together. But obviously this whole movie is hurling towards them falling in love. It yeah. wasn't like that. And I no. felt like if it ended with them being together, I was like, I would be totally happy with that because that wasn't the selling point or the main point of this movie. That would just yeah. be like a nice little cap on the end or a little happy ending. But also I feel it like would it's mean possible, but yeah, it's, it's probably. unlikely. It's unlikely, but I do think yeah. it's, it would be a nicer um, a nicer ending of two people coming together than usual because it has nothing to do with like attraction necessarily, mm-hmm. at least not initially. It's all about the fact that they've shared these tragedies with each other. They've talked to each other. They've opened up and, you know, it's all about that first. And there's no, it was nothing of this like, Oh, flirting and stuff. It's just all about connection. And so that would be really nice to know that they've, they were able to let go of their past and then they found each other through that. That would be delightful. But again, I agree with you. That's probably the less likely scenario. And I think it's just about them moving on, which I mean, if you have an ending like that, that can provoke this much just, and again, just from the things that we described, there was no other information. I think that's Mm. incredibly successful. Yeah, I think so too. Woo. I'm spent. Okay, we have driven that car. <laughs> All yes, right. we have. That is it. I am wrapping it up here. That is full discussion on Drive My Car. <laughs> 